Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gavin Hamilton's Euro Road Trip. This episode Group C, Netherlands. Today, we're traveling to Amsterdam to talk to Jaap de Groot about Holland. Jaap is a hugely respected figure in Dutch football. He's the official biographer of Johan Cruyff, and for many years he ghosted Cruyff's weekly column in De Telegraph, the daily newspaper. Now, Cruyff's column was no ordinary column. It was used by the great man to tell, some would say lecture, the rest of the world about his former clubs Ajax and Barcelona, and to talk more generally about his ideas on total football and how he thought football should be played. And Cruyff trusted Yap to write the columns on his behalf. So Yap is the person to speak to about Dutch football, particularly at a time when Holland have a new coach, Frank de Boer, who replaced Ronald Koeman last year. And his background as a player and a coach is with Ajax. You know, he's steeped in that Ajax tradition. And yet de Boer has been criticised for playing defensive football that critics say is not in keeping with the ideals of Cruyff and total football. So it's very much a debate that is live and happening at the moment. We're still not sure whether Virgil van Dijk will be fit in time for the finals. It's looking unlikely, but even without their captain, Holland will be difficult opponents this summer. I think they're a little bit under the radar at the moment. Everyone's talking about France and Belgium and Italy and Spain, Germany and England. But Holland playing all their group games in Amsterdam at the Johan Cruyff Arena. And I think they're a really interesting team to keep an eye on. So grab a glass of your neighbour, the Dutch gin, as we find out all about Holland with Jaap de Groot. Yeah, Holland had a, a very successful qualifying campaign under Ronald Koeman, but the delay to the Euros meant that Koeman left for Barcelona and the Dutch Federation turned to Frank de Boer as coach. How are people feeling in Holland at the moment about the national team? Are they still optimistic about the tournament this summer? Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, at first, uh, Frank de Boer had a not so very good start, but they reco- recovered quite quite uh, good with some good games against Italy and, and Spain. And uh, if you look at the, how the players are doing, um, they're quite good in form. And if you 
look at the team that we can produce for uh, Euro uh, 2021, it's a very competitive uh, team. And don't forget, we have also a, quite an easy group. And we have uh, uh, home games in the first, uh, first round. So uh, people are optimistic, yes. Now, Kuman took the credit for the qualifying campaign. It was a successful campaign after the failure to qualify for Euro 2016 and, and the, the 2018 World Cup. He had a strong captain in, in Virgil van Dijk. He also had the players from the Ajax team that qualified for the, that reached the semi-finals of the, the Champions League, Frankie de Jong, uh, de Ligt, van der Beek. Were people angry at Koeman for leaving? Or did they accept that you know, Barcelona was too, too big a job to turn down? Two things. Uh, he, he was very honest saying, until 2020, I will stay. Well, when that was postponed, as you say, there was, you know, it was clear that, and, and Barcelona came by. Uh, everybody knew that this was a, a, a fair opportunity for, for Kuman. And uh, there was more, more um, discussion about the way the Dutch Football Federation handled uh, his possessor. You know, there was uh, a lot of names came over. Hengton Carter, uh, former, former involved with the technical staff of Chelsea and Ajax and assistant with Barcelona. Uh, Louis van Gaal, of course. And, and uh, so there was a lot of things going on. And at the end of the day, I think uh, Frank de was forced choice. Uh, more or less, and and the way uh, they handled it, people said, and also the the media said, listen, you knew that the chance was uh, very realistic that Kuman would leave all of the, of a sudden. You know, if it wasn't in twenty after the tournament in uh, twenty twenty, it would be a year or two years later because it was a, this was the second or third time that Barcelona passed by during his um, his coaching uh, period at at the national team. So. So, not Kuman was really blamed for leaving, but uh, the focus was on the, the the football association on the way they handled it afterwards. Sure, and they went they went for De Boer, who was his one of his first jobs was an assistant to, to Van Van Marwijk at the twenty ten World Cup in yeah. South Africa. Um, he had success with Ajax, wasn't so successful in in Italy with with Inter in England at Crystal Palace mixed results in, in, in the US with Atlanta. What was the thinking behind De Boer? Was it just that he was available? I think so. I think uh, that that is the reason that they made such a mess of, of getting a new coach. Uh, you know, even there were all of a sudden coaches that didn't even, didn't even want to be approached because of uh, the way they did it. Yeah, it's, it's not nice to say, but Frank De Boer was more or less the one who... Uh, was left over and uh, good for him. He got a new chance because, as you explained, with uh, with Inter and uh, Crystal Palace and Atlanta, he had not a very impressive track record. And uh, so this was quite a lucky shot. And when things didn't go very smooth at the start, people became even more skeptical with uh, about his coaching and him being the, the big boss of the national team. But later on, they picked it up and, uh, okay, well, the hope is back. Yeah, and, he, and you, you mentioned the, the poor start that he had. There was a game against Italy where he played a very defensive formation. Yeah. Um, but in November, the November games in the Nations League and a, the friendly against Spain, uh, he played a more attacking formation. Yes. Is, that, is, that, yeah. is that right? Do, do you think he'll carry on with that 
more attacking. Oh, yes, yeah, definitely. I, I think that I think also um, he, he started to know the, t the team better. It's uh, a more uh, it's quite a mature team uh, playing for two three years together. So all of a sudden there's there come a, uh, started to become a kind of synergy between players and coach, and I think that helped to uh, to get a good compromise in the way to, uh, they played. And at yeah. the moment, it's it's a, it's a solid team. I want to talk a little bit more about the tactics and the selection. First, let's just take a quick break. Right, back talking to Yap about Holland. Yap, De Boer started with a quite a defensive formation, even played with a back five against Italy. But he's settled now on the traditional Dutch way of 4-3-3. Is that how you expect him to play at the, the tournament? Oh, yeah, definitely. Also, if, if you look at... Uh... At uh, the, the teams that we are uh, playing, um, Ukraine, Austria, and North Macedonia in the first round, well, you can expect, even because you're the home game, you're playing your games in Amsterdam, that will, they will all three play very defensive. So you need to have an attacking uh, system, and I think it's very predictable that Holland would start with a 4-3-3 system. Yeah, and the big absence in defence is Van Dijk. Um, yeah. it's, been, it's been a big problem for Liverpool this season. Yeah. Um, but Holland have a lot of quality elsewhere in defence, don't they? With with Delict uh, from Juventus, um, Stefan um, Dufresne at Inter, Nathan Aki, Man City. Um, got Daley Blint can move into the centre as well. So is it yeah. is it a Holland waiting for Van Dijk or will they be okay with, without Van Dijk if he's not fit? You know, as you said, to, to play with... Uh... The Ligt and uh, and the Vrij is that's the world class heart of defense anyway, but but you know that uh, we, we we get good good news and good good information on the recovery of Van Dijk, and at the moment actually everybody's hoping that he will be fit on time, oh. and, and also because he is in the group he's the real leader just like at Liverpool he's the man that 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 keeps the group together and uh, you know he's a personality in and off the pitch, on the pitch and off the pitch. And uh, also for that matter, you need to have in a tournament like Euro 2021 uh, personalities. And he's a very strong personality, not only a good football player, but also a guy as a leader gives some impulses to the team. Yeah. And in, in attack, Memphis Dupai is the is the, the first choice striker. Is that fair to say? There's, there's lots of options, it seems, for the wide roles in, in the attack. Who would be your choices for for the three men in 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 the in the forward line? It depends on how much he will uh, want to play with real uh, authentic wingers. You know, you we we have a couple of them, and uh, because if you look at it, we have um, two very good strikers. We have Marlon uh, Daniel Marlon, the young guy from from PSV, who who is developing very very good. And you have the pie, and in attacking, uh, according to the offensive uh, tactics, the team is more or less built to suit uh, to suit uh, Memphis the pie. So, so it will depend on the, and and Memphis is not really an, a number nine. He's one that needs space. So, so uh, you know, it 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 looks like a four three three, but it's it's because of the way that the pie plays. It it wouldn't be every game with pure pure wingers you know the, the, but if you do you have uh, uh Stephen Bearhouse from 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 Feyenoord former player of Watford 
and you have Ryan Babel, uh, you have Promes, and uh, but but you also have a, a way that you can play the way that I used to play in the past with uh, in, in 2019 that you have three attackers who can play in the style of total football with you have Itaharan, you have Ma uh, Marlon, you have uh, you have Bergwijn from Tottenham Hotspur, you have uh, you have uh, Memphis Depay who are multifunctional as an uh, as a striker and they can change positions all the way and and I think that Frank de Boer will go for that to 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 have a very um, dynamic uh, front line that yeah. they can change positions look for the space and create space for each other uh, and in midfield um, Donny van der Beek is, is not playing at Manchester United but he wouldn't be first choice anyway would he but there'd be Martin uh, Duron in in the the base of midfield and then Frankie de Jong and and um, and Wijnaldum do you not Jorginho but Wijnaldum in in the center of midfield is that fair they would yeah, be yeah, first, that's, that's first very choice. Fair. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. Everybody thinks that Van der Beek should play. The problem is now that nature does his work. If he doesn't play with Manchester, he's not a challenge for uh, Martin de Rhone. There's still a favour of proper of uh, Brighton to uh, to be because he fits very good with the Young and Wijnaldum. But de Rhone is uh, they like him because of the balance. And the problem with Donny Van der Beek has been, I think, the same problem with Manchester United is that he, from the Ajax system, he was so focused on, on the attack and the offensive that he uh, forgot, underestimated, that in the national team with players like De Jong and Wijnaldum, you have to also look around you and, 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 and watch what they are doing and not think that the team is focused on uh, backing you up. And, and that has a little bit been the problem, especially with Ronald Koeman, who didn't, he said, okay, uh, you, you have to watch what De Jong and uh, Wijnaldum is doing before you start to do what you think to have to do and, and create a situation that we have four attackers and two midfield players. And with the counter, we're, uh, we're out-counted out, out by, the, by the opponent. So, and, and with De Jong, you know that he will always stay behind the ball and he will always back up, uh, especially uh, Frankie De Jong. Yeah. Goalkeeper seems to be a problem position. Yeah, that's it. Sillison is not playing for for Valencia, and Marco Bizot played against Spain. Who who do you think will be the first choice? That it's going to be a gamble. It's uh, the problem is we don't have a world class goalkeeper at the moment. Sillison, as you said, is um, is a good goalkeeper, but not world class. We have Tim Kroll, who's a solid goalkeeper. We had Bizot, but he's not making a very good season. And they're coming some youngsters from uh, Dromo from FC Twente. We have Bailo at uh, Feyenoord. We have some young goalkeepers that could take over the third place in the, the ranking. And, and Bizot will be out uh, if that happens. It will be a choice between Sillison and, and Pro, depending yeah. on how, how they perform in the training camp and the preparation towards the tournament. And are there any players... That not playing at the moment that you you think could be a surprise inclusion in the squad the summer or is, is is has De Boer got his squad and does he know what team he's going to play? Well, we have two players that uh, I think will be um, could be a surprise. That will uh, Mohamed Itaharan from PSV and Gaspo of uh, PSV, and especially Gaspo could be um, could be a surprise. As, uh, he's a multifunctional player. 
in an offensive way. He can play in the attack. He can play on midfield. And the same with Ito Haran. We have a, a, a team that's, that's standing there with not many surprises, but you say about uh, some players who can get in, I think those two have uh, could be being in the, in, the, in the first team. Okay. I want to ask you a little bit more about Frank de Boer and, and the, the total football philosophy. Um, first, let's just take a quick break. Right, back talking with Yap about Holland. Um, I wanted to go back to talk about Frank de Boer because Ronald Koeman seemed to me to be a very interesting figure in Dutch football because he had connections with Ajax, Feyenoord and PSV. It's very rare to have a, a figure with connections with all three, three the clubs. All, uh, of, uh, all worlds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but De Vore is very much an Ajax man. You know, he grew up at Ajax. He's coached Ajax. Is, is there a problem for Dutch football, that the national team, that the coach is so associated with, with the one club? Uh, in a way, yeah. There's been some uh, discussions already that uh, he's choosing uh, too much. Uh, if he has to choose, a, 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 if there's a gap in his selection, he mo- mostly chooses for Ajax play. Uh, by the way, I forgot by saying uh, surprises for the selection. I, I said Gatsbo and Itahan. I forgot to say that uh, Ryan Gravenberg, the left okay. keeper of Ajax, uh, is making an outstanding development. He could also be there. For example... Mm-hmm. The, the way that he got Gravenberg to the to the selection was very fast, and uh, he you know the people wanted hey uh, uh, you're very much in favour of I so that is mm. a, a discussion that's going on, mm. but on the other hand, uh, I think if you look at objective way to it, it's not a surprise to choose the choices that he makes, and also I must say he, even at Ajax, he, Frank Boer was criticised, but not always playing the Ajax way. Yeah, he. Uh, very often play with four or five defenders. He was criticised about being focused on the possession of the ball instead of the effectiveness of of the build-up of the of, of the attack. You know, so it became very slow and boring uh, football. The people said, you know, we have more possession on our own half than possession on the half of the opponent. Yeah. Now he's criticised for that, and I must say, he has to. Uh, it's still in his DNA. So. Uh, I hope that uh, he can, uh, uh, that there will be between the talks and the uh, and the synergy that that with with the, with the re- with the rest of the team that he will get a good balance in what used to be his vision. Yeah. And hopefully, you will get more uh, in the direction of total football. Yeah, because we always think of total football and, and Ajax football as, as an attacking formation. Whereas Which his tactics is. have been very defensive, basically to, I mean, I guess it's an old Cruyff idea that if you have the ball, yeah, the opponents can't attack you. Um, but it can be very boring. Uh, you you knew Cruyff very well. Yeah. Um, what would he be saying to Frank de Boer now? Do you think what would be his view of a Frank de Boer's well, approach? Well, the first path would always be uh, vertical in place for horizontal. Play the first ball in to the midfielder or an attacker, and then you move up with the with the last line. Towards and, and then you start making pressure. That's the way that that Crowe uh, wanted to play. He wanted to have position, uh, like what he showed with Ajax, with the national team, and also as a coach with Barcelona. They want to have position on the on the part of the the opponent. And Louis van Gaal actually, when when Holland didn't have a very strong squad in 2014 uh, at, at World Cup in Brazil, uh, well, you saw it with when Louis went to Manchester United. He uh, adopted the system to survive in Brazil, and that was quite defensive. And nobody blamed him for that because the quality of the team 
was not that spectacular. So at a World Cup, you're allowed to survive every game instead of creating a lot of entertainment for the public. But he continued that, that way of playing to Man, Man United. But you also saw that some of his disciples, who is also uh, one of them is Frank de Boer, uh, took a little bit of system over. So you got a lot of possession, that you created a lot of possession on your own half, which is uh, became very boring. And that's also a little quite contrary to the Dutch culture. I, I just told you that the, the, the opponents we uh, Holland gets at the Euro 2021, if you don't play dynamic uh, offensive football, knowing that your opponents will be defending uh, with 10 uh, defenders, you will have, you create your own problems. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting in, in another podcast for Belgium, I was talking to Peter Tekint uh, of, of Foot Magazine, and he said an interesting thing about Belgium when I asked him about Belgium being confident ahead of the Euros, he said, we're not a confident people. We're not like the Dutch who are very confident. What, why, why are Dutch footballers and coaches so confident in their own ability? Is, is, do you think that is a national sort of characteristic? Well, it's, uh, it goes back to the Middle Ages. It's, uh, we are a country of free spirit. You know, a small country always had to fight against uh, big nations around us. Uh, Germany, uh, England, France, Spain. And, and that created uh, a, a very free spirit and, uh, and um, yeah, uh, and, and, you know, the, 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 the how you say it, the, uh, yeah, to, to, to adventure, you know, we, yeah. we like adventure. We went, uh, say we sailed all over the world. We, we went to the Americas, we went to the Asia, South Africa, and, 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 Amsterdam especially symbolizes that that uh, that character and uh, yeah and, and, and people want to see that back in their national team the, the national team wasn't in the past very popular but when Ajax developed their style of playing in the 60s and the 70s you know it, it made the people proud they recognized themselves in the, the style of playing and it, it's now in our DNA we have to play that way and uh, otherwise people won't won't accept it and is that why, I mean, if you look around the world, there's more, are there more Dutch coaches coaching national teams or, and coaching around the world than, than virtually any other country? Why, is, why are there so many coaches, Dutch coaches around the world? Can it be traced back to, to, to Ajax and Cruyff? Yeah, that's the image. I must say that there was a big difference in how football was developed at Ajax and the way it was developed by the Football Association. Johan Cruyff always had a lot of uh, criticised here the KMVB a lot of, of their training uh, coaching program. But but we have to say Holland is very famous for uh, its development program, its youth program. And I think the majority of, of coaches, Dutch coaches at the moment who are working worldwide are, especially in countries that want to develop a kind of uh, quality, more quality in their, uh, and have a kind of a five or six or seven or eight year program to go from A to B, and then to have a Dutch coach who uh, who starts always with a youth program, it could be very effective. Like the German coaches and the French coaches have a, and the Spanish coaches have an image of you put them down and they go for results. The the Dutch coaches have more the image of uh, being affected on the long term. I was looking at the um, the youngsters who were given debuts recently in the national team, Coop Miners. Owen uh, Van Dahl, the fullback, Calvin Stengs, Myron Boadu, 
uh, Bizolt, the goalkeeper. They they've all come from AZ Alkmaar. Not from Ajax or, or Find or PSV. Is, is that something that's happening in Dutch football now that the the big clubs aren't producing the talent, or is it just is it just a one off at the moment from from AZ? Well, the develop what happened with AZ has been a wake up call for especially also Ajax. So they intensified their youth program, and now you see with Ravenberg, with Masrui, with uh, Timber, with uh, Broby. All of a sudden, uh, they're coming. Uh, they're producing a lot of talents again, but they needed AZ for a wake-up call because AZ put the system all uh, upside down. You know, we have the traditional top three in in Holland with Ajax, um, uh, PSV, and uh, and Feyenoord, and they we're now talking about the top four. They really have been the last five years. They have been the the second or third, and even the first team of Holland. They even got a championship uh, some years ago and 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 they keep on producing uh, more talents and what you see is that uh, and that was also what I meant with the wake up call for Ajax talents would leave PSV Feyenoord and Ajax to go to AZ on the age of 15 16 17 because they thought they would have more chances over there and you just mentioned uh, the proof that uh, Boadu, Stengs, Cope Miners, all 20, 21, uh, 19 years old, Weindorf, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an example of, uh, of, 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 of a system that gives young players very effective chances and they can move on very fast. And chance they don't get at PSV, Ajax and, and Feyenoord. And what you see now is that AZ has been making a lot of, lot of money uh, by 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 uh, this policy, they, on transfers they got more than 100 million the, the last few years, and for example, Feyenoord not even 50 million. So even in a financial way, although they, although they have a very, I think the, the budget of AZ is compared to Ajax, I think one eighth. Uh, AZ has has tw- now we have 25 million uh, budget. Ajax has 125. It's one fifth. Of, uh, PSV had 80 million and Final had 60 million, but still with the 25 million, uh, they're they're right in the middle of uh, of uh, of the whole thing. So so it's um, for, for Dutch football, they're very good in in this period that everything goes about millions and buying players and and scouts uh, getting players from Argentina from from all over the world. Uh, that a team like a club like Ajax shows that. The Dutch uh, way still works. Yeah, yeah. Just finally, what's your prediction for the summer? Because Holland are in a group, what looks like a pretty reasonable group, with Ukraine, Austria, North Macedonia. Games played in Amsterdam. What's what's your your feeling on on how it will work out this summer? Oh well, I, I think Holland will be one of the favourites. You know, it's uh, uh, but a team that, that definitely will be with the last eight. It depends on who you who you meet. You, you you know if you meet Spain or Italy, you know it can go all ways. But but they have in potential a team. They proved it in the past. They beat Germany. They they had very they were very strong against Italy. They, they were very strong against England. So so they they can compete with every big team in the world. So it depends on the form of the day. And and I hope that the synergy that was between Kuman and and the team. That that will that will return in the same strength between Frank de Boer and the team, and if that happens, well, Holland is a team to uh, to watch at uh, at the Euro. Yeah, excellent. It's been great to speak to you. Thanks so much for your time, and I hope 
that we will meet up in the summer in a stadium, maybe in Amsterdam, maybe in, in Wembley for the semi-finals and the final if Holland uh, yeah. make it that far. But I, I wish you all the best and, and thank you so much for your time. Gavin, we keep our fingers crossed. Nice to talk to you again. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you liked it and you want to find out more, there's a new podcast with a different journalist from every single country competing in this summer's European Championship. You can find them all wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you know whenever I release a new episode. And you can find out more great sports podcasts on the Sports Social Podcast Network. Just head to sport-social.co.uk. Gavin Hamilton's Euro Road Trip. Follow and subscribe now so you never miss an episode. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.